and a good day to you, and welcome to the Ombre Gaming Podcast, episode 22. I am one of your hosts, Manny, and as always, I'm here with two of the most intelligent and <laughs> uh, forward-thinking men I've wow. ever met. Matt and Steve, how are you guys? Another great compliment. We start the show off positive. And then we And we end it negative. <laughs> how are you guys doing? Happy Thursday. We're Happy almost at the end of Thursday. the week. I know. It's pretty great. I'm actually doing great because uh, the snowstorm we were supposed to get missed us. It's fantastic. So it was oh. a bunch of bullshit. They lied. And it's great. They lied. The The government. You got a snow uh, work from home snow day, didn't you? Uh, yesterday, because they thought snow was going to come and yeah. it never did. And then today, there was like a light dusting. So... Well, snow hit us, but now it's all gone because it was like 60 today for some reason. So, Well, for today's episode, folks, we have a lot of exciting things to talk about. We will kick the show off with another round of Guess That Game, where we give obscure one to two sentence descriptions of games that we love, and the other two players try to guess what game we're talking about. And then today's topic of the podcast is all about Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's the Zelda Fest 2018 or maybe if you want to call it uh the breath fest 2018 (laughs) (laughs) breathing 2018 um so we'll be talking about our impressions what we liked about it what we didn't like about it um i feel like it's been enough time where we can have this sort of discussion we'll talk about where we are in the game and uh yeah we'll just sort of have a, a brief discussion about the game overall and what we thought uh and then we will move on to patch notes but before we get to any of that let's keep the house First up on housekeeping, as always, follow us on social media. We are at Ombra underscore gaming on Twitter and at Ombra Gaming on Instagram. Also, check us out on Twitch. We are at twitch.tv slash Ombra underscore gaming, where we stream almost every day of the week. Uh, what have we been streaming lately? We've been doing some GTA. Um, we've been doing Sea of Cheese. Overwatch. Um, we've been doing some Overwatch. Yeah. Um, I've been streaming some Subnautica. Uh, so, yeah, check us out there. It's a lot of fun. I hope you'll join us uh, i hope you also join us on our discord channel which you can find the invite to on our twitter bio uh, it's a great group of folks i think we're at like 30 30 folks 31 folks i think we're at more now yeah there's a, a good group of people in there it's a it's a rockin house lots of fun discussions definitely um it's a really great group of people that like to talk about games all day and all night because that's what they do all day and all night next up on housekeeping we would love it if you could give us a call and share some thoughts, whether you want to talk about the podcast, some articles, or if you just want to shoot the breeze with our voicemail machine, we would love to hear from you, unless you're a racist person. And if you want to give us a call, you can reach us at 347-509-5620. Last up on housekeeping, as always, this episode is brought to you by Insert Coin Clothing, where you can look good and game great. Check out insertcoinclothing.com where they have all sorts of rad gamer gear, including PlayStation socks. In fact, they've liquidated all of their assets, and they are only making <laughs> PlayStation socks now. That's a terrible so, way to pitch this site. <laughs> uh, check them out. Uh, head over to insertcoinclothing.com. Put some rad PlayStation socks in your bag. And when you go to check out, use the code OMBRA18IC, and you can get an exclusive 15% off your next purchase. And that's all I got for housekeeping. Let's get on with the show. So first up for the show, we will play a little round of Name That Game. So again, for those of you who didn't listen to the beginning of the show, uh, this is a game where we describe games that we have played in obscure sentences, and the other two players have to guess what game they are. So with that, 
I'll kick it off. Usually I pitch it to someone else, but I feel like I've earned the right to go first because I came so prepared. All right, so this first one's kind of a layup, but hopefully you guys will have some kind of challenge with it. You ready? The sun rises, but not faster than death. Dark Souls. Wrong. <laughs> the sun rises. Wait, hang on. Before, let's actually establish some rules. Three guesses? Four guesses? Three. It's three guesses each, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one of yours, Steve. It was. It was a, it was a shot in the dark. I thought Soul. we pooled them, though. Soul? Didn't we pool them? Yeah, let's just choose six total. Okay, that's one. The sun rises. Dead rising. Wrong. Fuck. Ooh. That was the a good guess. sun that rises. Guess. But what? Not before death? Not faster than death. Is it of the zombie genre? Um, no. Okay. Not faster than death. So death's quicker. That's it, what I'm implying, yeah. What happens in Death Stranding? I don't know. It doesn't. It, it doesn't exist. Doesn't yet. exist yet. <laughs> uh, oh, if right. he did play uh, it, I would. I need. I have some questions. Delete it. About Just delete that question. <laughs> well, I told you that he sent me the game on fifty floppy disks. Of course, of course. Faster than so. Death's real quick in this one, and the light <laughs> here making some good observations. <laughs> Sun rises. Um, All right, this is a little harder than I thought. That's kind of nice. Is it a first-person shooter? Uh, it is not a first-person shooter. Is that four questions? That is four questions so Jesus. far. Did it come out in the last two years? Uh, this game did come out in the last two years. So it's probably, well, it's got to be a PS4 game because that's all he does. I, you can ask me about it. I'm not asking. I'm talking to Steven. But just because it's on PS4 doesn't mean that it's exclusive to PS4. I know that. Do you? So we've asked five questions. Yeah. We have one more, then we have to guess. Yeah. We shouldn't have guessed so early. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, so what do you get? You have one more guess. Is it a PS4 exclusive game? It is not a PS4 exclusive okay. game. So what the hell is And it's not played? a first person. So it's either like a role-playing game. It's mainly play role-playing. Or third-person fighter. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this hint because okay. I think this needs to be clarified. Is it for honor? It is not for honor. Uh, that's my that's my guess. So Matt gets a guess. I mean, I can give you this hint. I'm gonna yeah, give you this okay, hint do it because this needs to be clarified. I have not played this game. I've well, seen it then. played. Some of our friends play it uh, in our Discord. We've watched them many times play this game. Oh, it's the game that Toot plays. I think that uh with the uh, hunter. Oh, Dead by Daylight. It is Dead by Daylight. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that's funny. Yeah, because we both bought it for each other and we have not played yeah, it. It's still, once. I think it's still in the wrapper. I don't know. <laughs> I have not downloaded it to yeah. my yeah. PlayStation. I thought that one would be would be easier given the sun and death being in the title. But I was under the impression that you had played the game. Yeah, I almost said I own it, but haven't played it. But that would have just been a dead giveaway. Yeah. Um. All right. Matt, you're up next. Steve guessed it. Oh, that's true. I hinted to Steve what it is. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, but you were the got assist. It. That is true. Yeah, the the toot comment got the got the wheels moving. All right, are you ready? I'm so ready. Advancing through a desert landscape, your mind plays tricks on you. Because of this, the choices you make are not what they seem. Desert bus. It's not desert bus. That's one of our questions. God damn it. Do you need me to repeat it? Yeah, sure. Advancing through a desert landscape, your mind plays tricks on you. Because of this, the choices you make are not what they seem. Desert landscape. Um, did this game come out within the last two years? Nope. Is this a PS4 exclusive? It is not. Yeah, but look, he's got a grin on his face, which means have it's I like played this a, game? Is it like also on the well, PSP wait, is that, or something? Is that another question? Is that another, it's another question? question? Okay, so it's this will be the question. fourth question. Yes. I believe you have played this game because we've talked about this game. Mad Max. 
Fury Road. It's not that. That's not what the game's called. It's Whatever. just called Mad Max. Mad Max. <laughs> it's not oh, that. Oh, nice. That's, that's oh, five questions, that. by the God. way. Manny, I haven't asked one question. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I, I, I honestly thought. Gobbled those in. questions up. Matt, Jesus I'll give Christ. you, I'll give you, I'll give you three questions, Matt. That's fair. And you can't guess. You have maxed out your guesses. Have I Mad Maxed out my questions? You have. <laughs> you have, is it, sir. Is it a first person shooter? It is not a first person shooter. Oh, I know it, but I can't guess. God damn it. No, you can guess if it's a game. Use my guess. I'll give you my guess. Can I take his guess? Fine, but I'm kicking it to him next. Fine. The line, Spec Ops. Yeah, but you fucked up the name. It's Spec Ops the line, man. Whatever. Come on. It's I'm taking points off. <laughs> you lose, you lose is, so. 45 that game is fucking good, points. Though. Oh, oh, that's man. that's one of the best games I've ever played. And I got it for free on PS Plus. It was amazing. I might need to play it again. Okay, here's my individual. This is the easy one. Individual loses superpowers, then murders giant creamy alien. Destiny 2? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Creamy? Ew. He gets all creamy at the end. Yeah, he does. All right. My next one, it's a it's a thinker, but I think you guys can get there. Man falls from sky, lands on island, figures out his past by solving puzzles. Miss. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. What a snipe. Played that game. And my cousin's house on their old ass computer when yeah. I was a kid. Had no idea what was going on, just remember a red book and a blue book. I remember my mother played that game. Yeah, my dad used PC. to play it. Yeah. All right, I get to go again. Hooved biped goes on interstellar journey in defense of his many tiered city. In defense of his many tiered city. All right, so if he's hooved, he's some kind of. To protect might have been better. I'm sorry. Hoofed biped goes on interstellar journey to protect his many-tiered city. So if he has two feet, and but he has hooves, he's like some kind of standing goat man. Like a, a, a minotaur or whatever they're called. Like from Narnia. <laughs> yeah, what? I have no idea what this could possibly be. Um, did it come out in the last two years? I'll say yes and no. Uh, what do you mean yes and no? just ruined that question. <laughs> yeah, how do you say yes and no to that? It either did or it didn't. <laughs> that answer is also a hint. So, well, got yeah. so to clarify, it's either a franchise that came out before two years ago and the latest installment came out within the last two years. Or it was a remake of something right. that came out previously. Yeah. We got to ask that. Is it a new installment in a franchise or a remake? It's not a remake. Is it the latest installment in a franchise, in a series? Uh, Yeah, sort of. God nah, Well, no. The answer is no. Can you clarify the it did but also didn't come out in the last two years? If that's another question. Yeah. I mean, it's not a yes or no question, but we'll use it as a question. So that's your fourth or fifth question? Third. Fourth. <laughs> What's the question? The fourth question is explain it did but also didn't come out in the last two years. Could you be more specific? So when I, when we asked if it came out in the last yeah. two years, you said it did and it didn't. I said what yes What the fuck no. does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? How, how can I get more specific? Uh, well, I feel like that's giving too much away. But we're asking a question. You have to answer the question. Okay, Those are the rules. <laughs> okay. The base game did not come out in the last two years. Oh, this is World of Warcraft. Yeah. The Asgard thing or whatever it's called. Asgard? You f- idiots. God damn it. <laughs> I don't that's, play that's World of Thor. Warcraft. No, I just guessed it. No, I'm saying Asgard is from Thor. You know what? I was just reading up a bunch of uh, like Marvel stuff to try to get <laughs> familiarized with uh, Infinity War coming out because it's yeah. been a while since I've seen a lot of the movies. So Asgard's on the brain. You gotta see Captain America Civil War. That's probably the biggest You guys aren't even talking about the fucking game anymore. I've seen Civil War, pal. I'm leaving. This sucks. This podcast sucks. 
<laughs> All right. Unsubscribe, everybody. Hoofed biped is a tauren, which are uh, like bull people. Interstellar journey, they go all over the fucking universe, and then his many tiered his many tiered city is Thunder Bluff, which is on uh, these like plateaus. All right, Steve, your 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 last one. Two bros who don't like sleeves choose an interesting island vacation spot, leading to many battles with aliens. <laughs> okay, two bros who don't like sleeves, so they're wearing they're wearing tank tops. Could be wearing tank tops. Could be wearing nothing. Could be wearing. You know, like a vest. <laughs> just vests. It's Tommy Wiseau's Alien Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. Um, um, there might be aliens. That's they. A, they, they oh, no, they it's more like vacation. a shocked thing. It's like aliens. They choose an interesting vacation spot. That could just be hyperbole, though. What is that game where you're not sure if it's aliens or not? Prey, Predator, Prey? No, not Prey. The you guys should probably just start asking some questions yeah, about did this, this game, game come here? out in the last two years? For sure not. Is it a first-person shooter? It is not. Um, did this game come out during the PlayStation 1 generation? It did not. Two brothers. Uh, two bros. Two bros. It's all about the phrasing. Two bros fall on an island. No, they don't fall they don't on fall. an island. They don't fall. You're just making shit up. Yeah. <laughs> Land on an island. No, they choose an interesting vacation Again, spot. Again, that, that phrase is hyperbole. Does Mario and Luigi do they have sleeves? Yeah, they wear yeah. overalls and long and sleeves. Full plumber suits. Yeah. <laughs> Is that one of your questions? Do Mario and Luigi have sleeves? Because I feel like that's kind of a waste. No. Matt's like, all right, three sisters land on a cave. <laughs> you you guys are up to four questions at this point. Okay. Did this game come out before the PlayStation One generation? Yes. This is gonna be one of those bubsy ones where like nobody gets God it. God fucking damn it! Will be a bubsy. They don't wear sleeves. It's probably like fucking not enough pixels to even put sleeves on them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I would say, it's better to have not enough pixels than too many pixels. Um, did I have I ever played this game, Steve? I have no idea. <laughs> that is a waste of a goddamn question. Whatever, man. You asked if Mario and Luigi had sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's old. We don't know if they have sleeves. They're bros. It's not a first-person shooter. Is it a role-playing game? It's not. Fuck. So it's not a shooter. It's not a role-playing game. It's a platformer. It's a platformer, yeah. Two bros take an island vacation. I don't know. I, I just don't know. I was, yeah, I was I don't too think young. I, I was too young. Contra. Oh, god damn it. I could have... I wasn't pulling that out of anywhere. I mean, I played the shit out of Contra. I just didn't... They definitely don't have sleeves. Yeah, They don't. Shit. One of them Are they brothers? Shirtless. Well, they were like commandos for, for the yeah. Contra unit, obviously. But that's why I kept saying, like, they didn't... Obviously, they didn't choose that as a vacation spot. They got dropped there to take out the aliens, but... Right, right. Well, folks, that was Name That Game. Let us know if you have any good one to two sentence descriptions of games. Uh, give us a call. Leave us a message. We'll play with you. So with that, let's move on to the topic of the podcast, which is Breath of the Wild. So game came out last year. It cleaned house across almost every single game awards. and um, Just one game of the year at GDC as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's still game awards going on? It never ends, man. Um, obviously recognized as one of the best games that have come out in the last handful of years. So let's talk about it. Let's Let's first start by saying where we are in the game, or maybe where we're not. And we'll sort of start the conversation from there. 
Yeah, I'll take I'll take the lead off on this one because yeah, I am not too far into the game, uh, mostly because I haven't really got sucked into it, which we'll talk about as we go on here. Yeah. Um, I passed you know the first part there, where you get all the shrines, and then I started moving around. I found another couple of shrines, and then I literally just like lost interest in the game. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you, <laughs> like it just didn't suck me in. Yeah, because I mean we'll talk more about it, but as to why I didn't get too deep into it. Yeah, but really, yeah. I'm not that far into it at all. So you've just come down from the Great Plateau, and you're just no. I did that, of... like I said, I did a little bit ago. I think I I've done three more shrines since then. Okay, so yeah, you're not very far at all. Okay, uh, Matt. Um, I've done two Divine Beasts. I've okay. almost done a third. I've basically explored the entire eastern side of the map and the entire southern side of the map. A little bit of the middle ish. Not where yeah. the not where Ganon is and everything, but a little bit of the middle-ish. Yeah. I haven't done the northwest side of the map. I've done a lot of shrines, um, but yeah, that's where I'm. I'm at the fire place, which is by far my least favorite place. I hate it. Gerudo Town. I don't. I don't know if it's Gerudo or Gerudo. It's I was actually Gerudo. reading up on that, and I think people are split. I think they actually say it in the game, and I don't remember. They anyway. say Gerudo. Well, then there it is. Uh, I have beat the game. I've gotten like the main ending. From what I understand, nice. There's like a, there's another ending you can get to by doing some other things that we'll touch on. Um, but I like I've beat Ganon. I'll put it that way. Oh, yeah, we should probably preface spoilers. Yeah, let's say now uh, there will be spoilers. We will try to to if we're getting into like smaller detail spoilers, we will sort of let you know again that there is a spoiler coming. So if you haven't completed the game, or if you're just like really passionate about completing it blind. Um, We'll, we'll try to give you a heads up, but we might not catch everything, um, and we'll try not to get down into really specific spoiler territory. But there will be spoilers if you haven't gone through um, and, and completed it. Um, that being said, some of the things that we wanted to sort of touch on um, include the mechanics of the game, so some of the systems that are at play. The plot, again, very overview. We won't get into super specific things. Um, and then we'll sort of have a, a closing thoughts section as well. So let's kick it off with some of the mechanics and systems, because I know, Steve, that was a real thorn in your side. Um, mm. I guess let's start with combat, right? So in Breath of the Wild, you have technically four, but three kinds of weapons, one-handed swords, two-handed swords, and spears. Um, I guess like a technical fourth can be the boomerang, which you can throw when it comes back to you. And the bow and arrow. Right. And well, um, melee specific, you have those. And then you do have a bow, which you can use for, for ranged. You can buy different kinds of arrows. You can get elemental arrows. But one of the main things about the combat, which, again, Steve, is where your headache came in, from what I understand, is the durability. Yeah, the um, constant breaking of the weapons really just took me out of the game to the point where I just didn't have an interest to keep playing because I'd move around, and, you know, I have a good sword, and I just find myself like, you know, I don't want to use that thing because what happens if I get to something that's a little bit stronger than me and I actually need that and it's broken, now I only have is those Boku clubs. So, honestly, the, the, the fact that you're possible favorite weapon can just shatter and it gives you like a warning it's like oh it's about to break but then there's nothing you could do about that yeah and and critical hits actually do more damage to the durability as well yeah and i understand like i understand the concept behind it they want you to be able to strategize for that and be able to play with any weapon and get better with all of them that's awesome 
give us the option to be able to repair the weapons that we like then yeah i feel like for an open world and this is we can go more into this as we talk about just like the concepts of it for an open world i think it's very empty in the sense that you can't craft arrows which is absurd i really wish you could especially once you unlock like or once you get to elemental arrows like that would be huge you can craft so much else you have to hope that they drop and pick them up or you go buy them and like even a game like tomb raider which is barely open world they give you like a little taste of open world elements even they're like yeah we should probably let them be able to craft arrows because it's it's a main thing and you need you need the bow and arrow for a lot of things like there are plenty of times where i come up on something you get somebody at a high perch that they're firing at you so while you're fighting everybody else you're getting shot at up top so you got to take them out early and you can't do that when you run out of arrows right so not being able to pick up materials and then craft arrows is it's a real head scratcher for me because it just seems like a very simple concept that could have been added in especially when they like i said you can craft so much else in the game it's it's kind of and you can cook anything under the sun yeah right and they're just like no 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 they don't need to craft arrows that's foolish and, and this kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, like almost like that little added difficulty in the games. Like what exactly is the point of adding that little nuance of difficulty? I think generally like the game and, and so I was actually listening to another podcast where they were talking about this exact thing. And one of the hosts said the game is at its best when you as the player are desperate and you're struggling and you're on the ropes. And I totally agree. I think this best this game shines when you're like, oh, fuck, I my two best weapons are shattered. I have this Boku club and there's a Hinox in front of me or there's some kind of big boss in front of me. That being said, I think that's where it should stop. I do think you should be able to craft arrows too. And like, yeah, Steve, it's like this unfair, not, I don't want to say like unfair challenge. It's just like an omitted part of the game that could have made gameplay so much more satisfying. Or at least give us the option to be like, put a favorite weapon, like have a favorite weapon slot or something like that. Yeah. Or you can save yeah. like a good weapon that you that you're comfortable with. Because there's honestly weapons that don't fit my gameplay style. And why Mm -hmm. should I have to constantly, like, adjust on... on, It's not even so much on the fly. It's just for no reason. Like, I can understand if you get to a new section of the game and they teach you a new mechanic and then you have to adjust your gameplay. But I have to then adjust my gameplay on the fly because my favorite weapon broke and now i got to use a spear, which I'm not as comfortable with or I don't like using. Yeah, I can can definitely see that. Matt, what about you? Did you have have similar frustrations with weapon durability? Um... In the beginning, I did with weapons breaking, but then as I got comfortable with constantly just picking up new weapons, using them until they break, and then just picking up more new weapons, I kind of got into it. Not to say that I liked that system, but I also yeah. got I also got used to it, and I just kept picking up weapons and just using them and whatever. So I sort of got past... And just like cycling through. Yeah. What I would echo, though, is that I don't know if in general I I don't really care for crafting systems because I find that you spend a lot of time in a game menu like putting things together and you know and like that's not really fun gameplay to me but I I understand that people do like crafting systems um, so not sure if that's the solution to it or not but I did find in general that I was normally always running low on arrows like all types of arrows and you know, that could also be solved by like a drop rate thing or something like that. But I did find, I will agree that I did find I was always low on arrows no matter what. And it was just like, 
Yeah. You know, this is yeah. more of a nuisance than anything because all I have to do is go teleport to a town and go buy arrows and buy then come more, back, right. you know. It, and that's so, what I found myself doing. Like, I was just essentially farming for arrows by doing, whether it's, like, side quests or finding rupees or, find or like, mining for diamonds and gems and shit and then selling them, getting a bunch of money. And I actually had a different experience. I never, not never, in, like, the second half of the game, as I got closer to endgame stuff, I was just flooding with arrows. But that was only because I had... Spent a shitload Planned of time, all like, that time, right? Mine, yeah, yeah. So I would have liked to have had a solution for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. The combat in general, I think it's pretty satisfying in terms of its mechanics. But when you are always left desperate, I think that can be really cool and fun and engaging. But I definitely agree that, especially when it comes to arrows, I think that's a problem. Well, that it's also because be it's not the, not the point of the game. Right. right. The point of the right. game isn't that you're desperate and clinging for resources like it is in other games where that's like an integral mechanic. Well, it's interesting you say that because another sort of like, well, I'll, I'll come back to this later, but let's keep talking about, I guess, um, mechanics as well in terms of like health um, and like managing your health and stamina um, that can pause, be... eat five apples, unpause, <laughs> keep fighting. Yeah, that can be addressed by like cooking meals, uh, crafting elixirs. Um, and then of course getting heart vessels or stamina, uh, you know, pieces up your stamina wheel. But, um, I don't know. I found that pretty cool. I really liked the cooking. I liked that. I could like test out a bunch of different recipes. I, I didn't really like the cutscene every single time. I know you could skip it, but I feel like it still wasn't fast enough. Um, and I actually really would have liked if you, if once you found a recipe, you could like unlock it and just like quick cook or something. Like if I was like two bananas and a thing of milk somehow makes simmered fruit, I've unlocked simmered fruit and now I can just like quick cook it whenever I have those ingredients. I think that would have been um, nice. What do you guys think about the weather in the game as a mechanic? I've spent time on sides of mountains waiting for the rain to stop, mm -hmm. waiting five to ten minutes for the rain to stop. And like, what is the point of that? What Absolutely. is actually the point? Like, I'd put the game down and go to the bathroom or, like, go get a drink or something and just, like, wait it out. Yeah. Is oh, that a worthy so mechanic in the game? Yes or no? No, it's definitely not. Yeah. So, like, as uh, as context, when it's raining in the game, uh, you can't climb. The, the, all, the, all the surfaces that you can normally climb are slippery, and you'll get, like, two handholds up, and then you'll slide down. If the, surf, if the, if the level you're trying to go is short enough you can kind of stagger your way up, but nine times out of 10, you won't be able to get up whatever surface you're trying to get up. On top of that, with rain often comes thunder and lightning. And if you get hit by thunder and lightning... Well, just lightning. You don't get hit by thunder. That's true. Well, the sound could... Be, uh, <laughs> the sound uh, wave just so... punches you in the face. <laughs> oh. uh, so if you get hit by lightning... Um, you drop so you, your weapon, right? You drop your weapon. I actually right? like that. I like and lightning. you're actually targeted by lightning if you're if any metal item is yeah. equipped. I'm into that. Um, you're into it. Yeah, I liked it. I think that's actually kind of a fun touch. It, well, the lightning is a fun touch. The rain just sounds like a pain in the ass. The rain is I, a pain in the ass. It's is there dumb. is there no way to combat that? Like, can you not get like some nice boots and gloves, some suction cups? No. You can get climbing clothes, like a climbing shirt or something, but it doesn't <laughs> adjust at all for rain. Well then, yeah. So that that that's just a nuisance. Then that's the point. Is like there's there's no there's no added. You don't get anything out of it. You don't learn anything new about the game with that. Like exactly. This actually reminds me because Mad Max had a very severe um, weather mechanic where it would have those like lightning storms, and if you were caught in it, it would even if you're in the car, it would just 
destroy you and you you're lucky to get out of it alive but with those lightning storms came these outrageously big loot crates that you could grab onto and you could open up so there was a point to actually try to survive them and see what you could get but this you matt's literally just putting his switch down for like 10 minutes at a time because he can't do what he needs to do and the thing is like if you look at all other weather types you look at snow you look at heat um you look at like the areas where there's lots of wind and updrafts they're all mechanically built into an area yeah and those like, are okay. all good i liked all agreed those. i yeah. love those yeah you go i've got to go up to that mountain because there's a shrine but or it's i see it too on my damn map. cold yeah but it's too cold i yeah. guess i gotta find <laughs> out how to how to stay warm or i'm going to gerudo town and i keep catching fire i gotta find a way to fix that whereas rain and thunder and lightning are completely random if you're not in snow or if you're not in the rain uh, in the like fire parts of the maps then you it, rain can happen at any instant and so there's no way to plan for it. There's no way to manage it. There's no way to understand it mechanically. Right. So I, just, I, just rain, though. Lightning, you just yeah. unequip your metal. Right, right, right. But yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I, I agree. I think it's one of the more questionable and frustrating things about the game. Yeah, and it's such a minor thing. Like, like yeah. some dev just designed rain that way and like it stuck. That's what they went with. And then on top <laughs> of that, if it like, you know, my head goes to, okay, cool. Like it's raining. I don't want to wait it out. I'm going to make a fire so I can sit by it until the morning and then it'll be nice out. But you can't make a fire because it's raining, you know? And so, like, you have to find some kind of cover. I feel like this all circles back to my earlier statement that I just feel like for an open world game, it's a really empty open world. Usually in those open world games, the weather has a, you know, you're going to see some type of effect from it or you can combat it. This is literally just doing it because, like, look, we can do this, so we're going to do it. I understand what you're saying. I I originally thought when I started playing 2 that it was quote-unquote empty, but I've revised that thinking to be that the side quests for me aren't driving enough, and I'll explain that. There's a lot of quests that are like, oh, my sister needs four of these bugs and three of these bugs, and then I'll be like, God damn it, I don't know where those are, but I imagine I'll come across them at some point, collect enough, right. and then eventually I'll come back here. Yeah. Um, it's not like, oh, I my my friend is like dying from this monster. Can you go kill it for me? Or something like that. So yeah. like the yeah. side quests for me just weren't driving enough. I don't I don't know if that Agreed. fully no, makes sense. No, because I agree. I think I, I, I understand what you mean stuff. where like the, a lot of the quests are like, yeah, go get me 10 crickets, right? And it's not that that side quest is adding nothing to the game. And, and not that it takes away anything because I can just ignore it and not do it. But it's like, if busy it's not, work. It's, exactly. If it's, if it's not adding anything, then it shouldn't be there. One of the side quests that does pop to my, my mind that was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's like the, like, go find the Lord of the Horses, you know? And that was like, oh, I got to go, like, find this horse, like, figure out where it is, figure out how to get on it and, like, do all that and, and explore to find it and whatever. Like, that was kind of cool. And that's something that was like, okay, I have to go here and, like, figure it out and do it. Similarly, there's a slight spoiler here. There's an island off of, I think, the northern coast. I could be wrong. Um, Eventide Island. Have you been there yet, Matt? Which one's that? Uh, it's an island where... Well, like I, I found it on my map, and I was like, "Cool, that looks neat. I'm gonna make my way out there." And when I got there, a quest starts where you're stripped of all your gear That's and you southeast. Just need to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, and you just need to survive. It's an and island it's off the southeast coast. Yeah, that is so good. It's so like good. quests like that that I think are really rewarding because that was like, okay, cool, like fight this entire enemy encampment. Yeah, 
yeah, you know, yeah. f- you know, put the put the balls in the different bowls. Like that's cool, yeah, um, that's and it rewarded you good stuff appropriately. Um, one of the things that kind of left me scratching my head, and this is moving away from mechanics. I one thing I wish that the game had more of was just like higher stakes, right? Like you're on the you're on the Great Plateau. You're starting the game. You you find out you've been asleep for a hundred years. You're this protector of Zelda, and Calamity Ganon has taken over for the last hundred years, right? And then the king of Hyrule. Rome, I think it's how it's pronounced. He shows up and he's like, "This is your quest. You you gotta come. You know, you gotta retake your place as the, the the you know warrior of Hyrule to protect Zelda. And you just go defeat Calamity Ganon, and then you make your way down from the plateau, and everything is beautiful, and all the towns are thriving. Like everything seems fine. Really? And I mean, like, so, like some of some of the you know the guardians are still walking around, and you know, in the yeah, dungeons, there's a lot of see ruins the... and like there's a lot of. St- things that are just completely yeah, but ruined then, agreed but then you go to these towns right like you go to yeah, but they're so of far the t- and f- there's so few and far in between what few and far but how does that phrase go <laughs> few and far be- few and far between. few and far between. few and far between but then you go to the towns where the divine beasts are right so you go to gerudo town or gerudo town and you go to whatever other towns and they're like oh man like this divine beast is, is wreaking havoc on our town and yeah. you're like is it because all of you guys seem totally fine with the exception of maybe the one that's like, hey, if you don't take care of this divine beast, there's going to be a flood and we're all going to die. But like Gerudo Town seemed fine. Uh, like these, these, they're all happy. Like they're, the markets are fine. The inn is okay. They're selling. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, but I just feel like, like thematically there should be higher stakes. Wouldn't it be know. a terrible game though if you went to every town and everyone was depressed and upset? Like I wouldn't want to play that game. You're talking to the guy who loves Dark Souls. Like I don't yeah, understand that's true. that also, question. If, if you're like... <laughs> If you're basing it off humanity, like we've through generations and generations, there's always horrible shit going on. But like in your day to day life, you can't focus on that or you'll go mad. Yeah. And I'm not so much saying like people have to be depressed. I just want there to be a higher sense of consequence and a higher like impact to the to the main plot, which is like we have to defeat the Calamity Ganon. But he's right over there and he doesn't really seem to be moving from that one area. So... You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted more from that. I honestly think at the beginning of the game, it doesn't do enough to really establish uh, a vested interest in the player for, like, taking down Calamity Ganon, other than you have to take him down. Yeah. Like, I honestly, when I started the game, I was like, okay, I'm Link. I got to go do some shit. And, yeah. But I wasn't even thinking of Ganon. I was like, I got to go try to figure out how to get some clothes and do these shrines. Like, that's a problem exactly. when you're not thinking of the main villain of the game. I think that's more a product of it is an open world game than this game yeah. didn't do it well. Because in Skyrim, Morrowind, you do the same shit, you know? But the thing is, like, with, with Breath of the Wild, I think that the first four hours of the game, five, six hours, is essentially a tutorial. Like, it's like, here's how to use your glider. Here's how to bake some fucking apples. Here's how to swing a sword. Here's how cold works. And then you really don't find out the main quest until you go down and you meet Impa, who like tells you, you've been asleep and you have to go defeat Ganon. Or I guess the king tells you that, but she sort of sheds more light on it. I've, I've just I've just had a lot of trouble getting sucked into it. Uh, and that, obviously, that's just a personal preference thing because obviously right, I mean, it gets right. praise heaped on it all the time. I and mean, it's still winning awards well into 2018 at this point. When did you start playing the game? I got it right when I got my Switch, so right around Christmas. Interesting. When did you yeah. start, Manny? Um, I started... When I started, that was the first game I played on my Switch too, and I got my Switch Thanksgiving-ish. And then I got mine earlier in that year, and that was also the first game I played. Like, but I put uh, I would put it down for like month-long breaks. Yeah, no, but what I mean is that 
by the time Steve started the game, it had already started winning Game of the Year awards. Yeah, yeah. Which is an interesting thing to put into context that maybe, like, you were constantly thinking, oh, this has to be the Game of the Year, and, like, that's not the experience I'm having right now, you know? Yeah. I, I actually, I can see that, because one of the main reasons I wanted to play it was because of all the hype it was getting. And I understand it. I'm sure plenty, of, like, I mean, you love it, uh, and I'm sure there, I, I know there's tons of people out there who think it is one of like the best games I've ever played but you know having my time with it I, I it's just so far it's been tough to really get invested into it and I do enjoy open world games I think the open world genre is actually some of the best out there because and I think you can see mm. a lot more games now are trying to incorporate they're trying to incorporate some type of open world element into their big titles I do think that it, it's not for everybody and that's totally fine um and I think it depends like a lot of people come to Breath of the Wild with a different experience with Zelda you know what I mean? Like maybe you didn't play Ocarina of Time or maybe you, you only played Link to the Past or something. You know what I mean? So everybody has their different sort of like personal version of Zelda that they bring to Breath of the Wild. Um, and it's very different from a lot of past Zelda games, right? Like there's way more um, like dialogue. Like people are speaking way more than in any other Zelda game. Um, and like that was kind of new and weird for me. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I really enjoyed it. I think there are some glaring things that could be fixed or addressed. I won't get into the details since neither of you guys have gotten there, but the end game and this. I, honestly, I mean, before, I honestly don't care about spoilers. Well, I don't want to ruin it. For uh, I, I don't. Don't ruin it for me, though. Yeah, no, I won't. All right, mute, um, mute your headphones. Well, no, I, and this, <laughs> I, I've said this before. I wanted more from the ending. There's a couple phases to the like final confrontation. Um and it mechanically was very challenging and then it like softens the mechanics with like a weird story thing that happens and it it just wasn't the ending that i had anticipated and i think it could have been halved i think it's it goes on a little bit too long to like really punch home the lore and the story but it's like we didn't need that the lore and the story was already being punched home with the beginning of that final confrontation but yeah i mean um, I, I think i'll definitely get back to it it's just one of those things like I either need to put away like a, a segment of my day where I'm like, I'm definitely just going to commit a bunch of time to this game, try to get into it, try to get all the mechanics right. But I've tried to do that in the past. And what happens is I play it for like an hour and I'm like, ah, I, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to keep playing. <laughs> and it sucks because I've had plenty of games that suck me in, but so far not, not this one. Matt, when do you think you'll come around to finishing it? Uh, eventually. Sometime. I will say, what I do love are the goddamn shrine. The shrines are fantastic. I, yeah. The shrines like, are like probably mini, mini dungeons. genius. They are yeah. so much fun. Every puzzle, they're all so good. They're by yeah. far my favorite part of the game. No, I did enjoy the shrines that I did. I uh, That was actually when I was having fun playing that game. Because it was one of those things where it was like, all right, this is actually a little bit of a challenge, but you didn't have to worry about all your fucking weapons breaking. Yeah. And nice. going back to our, <laughs> our last episode, it, it does a really good job at respecting you as the player. And it like drip feeds you bits of new information and new mechanics to take into account. Yeah, like, Especially that. like the, the tests of strength, right? Like you have the minor uh what's the one in the what's the one in the middle there's minor moderate and major tests of strength and they all sort of prepare you for the next one um i like them a lot better than the dungeons to be honest so like you get to a divine beast and it essentially is what zelda dungeons are traditionally oh, um, where yeah. it's like solving puzzles and and getting to a certain part of the dungeon um i like the shrines a lot better than the divine beasts that's interesting i liked the water divine beast a lot and then I liked I liked the desert one. one a little bit less. Yeah, 
and lightning the fire light. one i'm already annoyed about so <laughs> yeah yeah i like the ganon fights i think they're really interesting yeah those like are cool the, 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 the ganon blight fights or whatever right. but i i think like like puzzle wise i like the uh the shrines better but i don't know i i, I think it's a really fascinating game and I've, I've enjoyed my time with it i'm i don't know if i'll get the dlcs a motorcycle in hyrule just doesn't really land for me but we'll see um well folks that was our conversation about zelda breath of the wild if you have some thoughts that you want to share definitely give us a call shoot us an email let us know what you thought of zelda breath of the wild we would love to hear from you so with that let's move on to patch notes where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke today was a slow news day folks so for patch notes 3.22.18 my patch notes is about PUBG on mobile so PUBG was recently released on mobile and it seems like a lot of the conversations about who are playing PUBG on mobile are like yeah I got second place or I got my chicken dinner my first time around well according to Polygon PUBG mobile might be just full of bots so this was uh, from a Polygon article about just this uh, after just a single round of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds on mobile, I was hooked. The game runs well and feels authentic. I had one second place finish and one third place finish, along with a kill kill death ratio of 4.66. I'm beginning to think so there's something screwy going on. So then they talked to some people at The Verge who are also playing the game, and this is a quote from The Verge. One major difference from the other versions is the presence of bots apparently designed to help new players get grips with the game. As you level up, ratio of real players to bots increases, and it's easy to tell the difference. Bots are pretty dumb and don't really put up much of a fight. This might be disappointing to anyone who plays for the first time and is amazed at their own latent skill level, but it's a clever way to ensure that people have a good time when they first play PUBG. So I get why they're doing it, but I it's also giving a really inauthentic version of the game and experience. Because what's going to happen once these people who obviously suck at the game get to play with people who aren't bad at the game they're going to stop playing the game right well you would think by at that point they're ramped up to a level where they can compete but it's a first person shooter on a mobile device this is dumb this is just the whole thing is dumb Fortnite on the mobile device you're like how do you even do it wait i i don't even get it i've talked to in the last two days i've talked to three people who have raved about it yeah they're trying to talk about cross-platform though that's bananas imagine playing on your mobile phone and you run across someone playing on pc why would you even play so yeah i don't know i have PUBG on pc and i haven't touched it i bought it like four months ago um i'm not gonna play it on mobile i don't see any reason um so that's my patch note matt why don't you go next all right here's my patch note uh so recently in the last few days i think on monday this happened and this is from an article on kotaku and i just love this love this opening paragraph infamous youtuber logan paul started a twitch channel yesterday and he reached 100,000 followers without streaming once if you go to his channel right now the chat alternates between spamming racial slurs and penises so yeah logan paul and i believe his brother whose name is jake so they these youtube celebrities logan paul got in a lot of trouble because he is an immature idiot and uploaded a video of a literally a victim of suicide in japan's it's known as the suicide forest the real name i'll pronounce it incorrectly aoki gahara i think oh are you from japan no 
I said I would pronounce it incorrectly. I, <laughs> I apologize. That's not even the most racist part of that video. Like, the rest of the shit he does, he's... Oh, yeah, that was just... That was super disrespectful to, like, victims of suicide and their families. Right, and, and people person. suffering yeah. from depression. He's just a horrible, horrible person. He's insufferable. But, Matt, Twitch players are, like, responding to it, right? Yeah, so his brother also is on is on Twitch, and in his or starting Twitch or whatever. And in his video uh, announcing that he's going on Twitch, he has a, a like a full image of Ninja as the like, whatever, what's the, what's the, as the thumbnail as the thumbnail for his video. And uh, like Ninja's not mentioned, his Twitch channel's not uh, advertised or anything at all. So he's just using Ninja's image for his own personal gain, which is just yeah, like another shitty thing. Right, it's using a clickbait. And so, yeah, now I don't know if they've streamed yet, but I know that Logan, I don't think they have. Logan Paul said that the reason, he, he's just trying to jump on the bandwagon of Fortnite, and I think he heard that Drake played with Ninja, and he's like, oh yeah, that's my motivation for like wanting to, to yeah, play, yeah. which we mentioned in our last podcast that we were worried that this would, that having Drake on Ninja Stream would bring in these other celebrities t- to like bandwagon off this fame, and lo and behold, it's exactly here's what Logan happened. Paul yeah. on Twitch now. Quite literally, like the two worst people to hop on that bandwagon. The the silver lining is that hopefully within a week they'll get banned. You know what I mean? Like hopefully they'll say something fucked up. One of their people in chat will say something fucked up because they haven't streamed yet, so they have to be allowed to stream. But ideally, they fuck something up and they get banned. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll. S- it'll be interesting to see what happens, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, Twitch and the communities that are doing good things can sort of bolster their defenses, for lack of a better way to put it. Because they're coming. Uh, so, Steve, what do you got? So, I have a Forbes article from Paul Tassi. So, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 was rumored to uh, be remastered, and there was a rumored release date of April 30th, but according to this Forbes article, it sounds like they're not going to release multiplayer with it. Which begs the question, really insane. what is the point of remastering this game without multiplayer? It was such a part of multi- of online gameplay when it came out. Modern Warfare 2 is my favorite of the series. It was my favorite multiplayer I thought the nuke was a fun uh, kill streak, but it was also reasonable. Like, I, I, there were some times where you'd get into a match and somebody would be good enough and be able to get the nuke relatively quickly. But right, those, right. it didn't happen that often. They were relatively aware of the shit that was too powerful. Like, the Akimbo 1886 shotguns were a pain in the ass for a while, but they nerfed those, so they were paying attention to shit. Eventually, it got unplayable because hackers figured out how to fuck with the game. But it had some of the best multiplayer maps. It had some of the best weapons. It was easily my favorite multiplayer game, and I was looking forward to playing it again. And then when they say, yeah, it doesn't look like we're going to include multiplayer, or at the very least, what they're going to do is release it for $25 in April, which will be the single player, and then when they release Black Ops 4, they'll have like another thing where you pay extra so you get the multiplayer for it. Or they're just not going to have multiplayer at all. That's the other option, which is dumb. Yeah, I don't really understand that either. I feel like it was was such a huge part of the, the online shooter communities. And so to take that away, to announce that you're remastering it and remaking it for these for the new generation and then to take that away is like kind of shooting yourself in the foot. I think it's because they probably realized that more people played Modern Warfare 1 Remastered Online than they did for whatever specialized Modern Warfare advanced space fighting that they had last time. And it's like, well, maybe 
instead of releasing these shitty futuristic ones, just remaster that one for the year. You're still going to make a ton of money off it. It's probably cheaper just to remaster a game you already made anyway. Like, do we really need a Black Ops 4? And I feel like it's sort of riding the wave of games being remastered and games coming back and like really catering to their fans. But if you're taking an integral part of that game to the fans that you're remaking the game for... You're taking the key part away because I got to tell you, no one remembers that campaign other than the no Russian mission. That's the only thing people remember about that campaign. So I guarantee no one's going to be going back to play that unless they're going back to be like, hey, I wonder if they took that mission out. I guess we'll see, folks. Well, folks, that was Patch Notes 3.22.18 where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Again, a little slow on the news today, but we'll make up for it next week. Before we close it out, Let's end with some community stuff. This week's community shout-out goes to our very good friend, Zom. Or Zom. We're not exactly sure. X-O-M-B is how it's spelled, so pronounce it as you will. Uh, he's been a great part of our Discord. He hangs out with us on streams. He plays Overwatch with us. He's a great guy. Uh, he also just got a new job, so congratulations on your new job, dude. He's a sous chef. Or he wants to be a sous chef? He's a professional cooking man. He posts photos of his food in our Discord, and it's the best thing ever. Absolutely. Shout out to you, man. Keep being awesome, and and we appreciate you and the fact that you're hanging out with us all the time. Keep doing rad shit, and we'll keep being rad with you, (laughs) is what I'm going to land on. So with that, folks, that was episode 22 of the Umber Gaming Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it for you again it would mean so so much to us if you could find us on itunes google play stitcher and now we are officially on spotify which is huge and we're very excited about it so if you find us on those platforms uh and if you like what you hear give us a rating throw us a rating throw us a review it would go a really really long way and if you want to get in touch with us you can call us at 347-509-5620. We would love to hear from you, unless you're racist. And as always, folks, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you. And we'll talk to you very soon. guys just do playstation games it's so fucking dumb i didn't do a PlayStation contra game, yeah what contra That's so old and i don't know i'm not that old spec ops the lion was on all consoles games are stupid and you literally only do wow games are stupid <laughs> oh i think asroth is asgard because i'm a dumb shit <laughs> god damn it both of you settle down